Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hey there, welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. I'm Ashley, and this is episode 15, The Back from Break Struggles. All right, who has already went back to preschool after a long winter break or is getting ready to go back to preschool after a long winter break? I'm raising my hand because we start back tomorrow after a two-week long break. And if I am being completely honest, I actually dread it each year. I mean, yes, I am super excited to see those faces that I missed over break. Yeah, certainly. But do I want to go back and have to reteach procedures and expectations after this big chunk of time that we've had off? Um, No, not particularly. But the reality of the matter is that after several weeks off of school, sometimes our little learners forget the expectations and the rules and they're out of practice and therefore they need some reminders. And so I have to keep that in the front of my mind that this is just part of the deal of teaching and getting that winter break kind of like um, it's wonderful to have a break, but then you also have this problem at the end of the break because it happens every January. I need to reteach and remind and sing my way through the month. And, you know, the severity of these needs differ each year from class to class, but I've never not had to revisit expectations. But the good news is, and I always like to remind myself of this, is that this process of reteaching procedures and expectations doesn't take nearly as long as it did at the beginning of the year, and it's not nearly as exhausting for me. Thank goodness. They already have practiced these things as long as you don't change or add too many procedures. So it'll be more like getting back into the groove than starting from scratch. But I do think it's important to acknowledge that if you don't feel like you started off the school year on the right foot, maybe didn't put as many procedures and things into place that you would like to, now is a fantastic time to start because they are coming back and it does feel like a kind of fresh new slate. So keep that in mind. And every year at this time, I've got three go-to resources that I use to make the reteaching process a little bit easier and a little bit faster. And so I wanted to share those with you today in case you weren't using any of them, because I really have found some great success in getting us back on track. And I also use these things at the beginning of the year. And so this is just another familiar reminder to them. But if you're just starting these out, this is a great time for for trying new things as well. Okay, the first resource that I use like mad are procedure cards. Visuals are the best way to remind littles of procedures that we have in our classroom. 
And after winter break, I like to review these cards often. It really just helps get everyone back on track. The procedure cards that I find myself using again and again are the entering the classroom procedure when they're going through. Remember how to hang up your backpack, put away your lunch, put your water bottle away, get started for the day type of things. And then I also like to review over the procedures that we have and the expectations that we have at the rug of when we're sitting down and we're ready to listen and our sitting choices and all those things. Another procedure that I like to go over with them that they often forget is how to line up and also how to pack up their bags at the end of the day. I'll put a link in the show notes to the procedure cards. If you're interested, you can take a closer look at them and see if they might be helpful for your classroom. Another must-do to manage the back-from-break struggles is singing. Yep, singing. Uh, To be honest, I sing all year long, but definitely more at the beginning of the year and after we've had long breaks because singing transitions is so much better than asking the class to do something 500 times and trying not to lose my cool. And if you're not particularly musical, don't worry, I have some free transition cards that basically anybody can sing. So remember that the kids don't care what your singing voice sounds like. It's all about getting them to actually hear what you're wanting them to do and act. It's almost just like this magical thing. When we sing it, it better helps bring their ears into focus of, oh, she's telling us something rather than having to repeat yourself over and over again. Singing can help you save your voice, literally. Again, I will put a link to these transition songs. They're kind of in card form so that you can put them on a ring, carry them around with you, have them somewhere close to you. I'll put those in the show notes so you can grab those free cards because trust me, singing is amazing. The last go-to resource that I make sure to have up and ready and raring to go is our visual schedule. I love to use our visual schedule because it avoids all of those, what are we doing next? What are we going to do next? What's happening next? Where are we going? When are we going to eat lunch? So many questions. And those type of questions are exhausting because you feel like maybe they should know the answer. And so you are finding yourself getting frustrated that they keep asking you the same question over and over again. And so I like to curb this frustration of myself and help my children be a little more independent in figuring out the answer for themselves by having a visual schedule. So I use this in a pocket chart and I have pictures of our day. And so I can say, go check the visual schedule. Now, I did teach them the visual schedule at the beginning of the year. So I taught them what each picture meant for us specifically. So keep that in mind if you are implementing that now is to teach them and walk them through it. But then once they have gotten the hang of that, it is hanging on the wall and I make sure that it's right for the day. And I just tell them, go look at the visual schedule And I make them kind of solve that problem themselves because that's something that I'm definitely seeing a lot lacking in our classrooms is problem solving skills. And so this is a way to save my own sanity. So it's a little bit selfish, I'm going to admit, 
but it's also so helpful for them to figure out the answer on their own. And it's very comforting for them to know what's next. That's why they're asking you, right? So this one, if you don't have a visual schedule, I'm telling you, it is so important for your brain if it gets asked these questions 5 million times a day. (laughs) You can also find information on how to grab these visual schedule cards. They are free to you. Um, You can find that information at the show notes as well. Just head to www.lovelikeemotion.com slash episode 15 to get more information on the procedure cards, the transition singing cards, and the visual schedule cards. Grab those and then you will be ready to roll for your back from break experience. I'm wishing you a smooth ride back to preschool after this long break, because we all know how chaotic it can be. So wishing you well, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.